is it. Ah, hey, here we are. Yeah, our very first uh, Facebook our stream. Our very first fa fa <laughs> Exactly. Wow, That's I'm yeah. so nervous that I'm on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we are live streaming. This is a Comedy Film yeah. Nerds episode 414. A podcast live. It just it, it doesn't feel right. It just seems weird. <laughs> yeah. it, seems, uh, in, mm. it seems inhuman. Yeah. <laughs> it, seems, uh, it seems unnatural. It seems like so, so, it goes against uh, the natural order of things. So if you're stumbling on this by accident, welcome. Yeah, you know, on Facebook, and uh, you know we may uh, do uh, more of these in the future. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Because now the people listening to the podcast are like, oh, if it was on Facebook Live, I would have, I would have been on that. Facebook. I yeah. would have done that on Facebook Live. Mm -hmm. There it is on All Things Comedy. I'm gonna push this out. Yeah, you to, can push it out to your own page. To my own page. I'm gonna so, see if I could do on uh, mine too. So uh, I'm gonna see. just say, look right now. Look at this. Watch us talk movies live exclamation point look at that that's nice. going out to my personal page now we're going to do it to the professional this is exciting if you're just listening at home this is really <laughs> gotta be fun for you this is really fun for you uh we got a, a, a big show we're going to be talking about chappaquiddick a quiet place some uh, great trailers some dvd releases and of course some uh, mo new movies coming out and uh, a lot of DVD releases this year, this uh, week. But uh, before we get started, um, any announcements, Graham? Anything to uh, report? Um, or should we just get to uh, <laughs> introducing our two phoned <laughs> guests? You, 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 you said that like like a big, was I supposed to? Am I, I feel like, <laughs> am I missing something? Was there something I was supposed to say? You know that announcement, Graham? You're oh, supposed yeah, to um, the big one? This is it, you guys. Gonna keep you guessing for another week until I figure out what it is. But here we are. It's, uh, we're on Facebook Live. That's the announcement. That's the big announcement? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Hi, everybody who just stumbled across us at the internet. So Hello, uh, internet. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we uh, well, let's uh, let's introduce. I let's guess first time guest. First time guest. Yeah. We've had a lot of uh, two time phone. <laughs> two time phones. First time guest. <laughs> She's already mad at us and yeah. regretting saying yes. Yes, exactly. That's and what I like I, our guests. I like our guests to come in here and go, oh shit. It's I, rare when somebody I, comes in and goes, I need two chargers. So <laughs> you're not gonna let it go. Fantastic. No. <laughs> our guest so. is a comic. Who's mm -hmm. been uh, who just recorded her episode of the uh, FNX Comedy Experience, mm -hmm. and which will be out in I don't know maybe four weeks I think. Uh, Shoshone Livingston, mm -hmm. you're you're the one that should know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know I look at you, Chris. <laughs> Is that my announcement? Is that? <laughs> How can you not give a fuck even less? <laughs> it's coming out. Well, I don't know. And don't give a fuck. Here's our guest. <laughs> no, I, I care. There's, really? There's many things. I just, I, I have to figure them all out. All right. So I got to remember. <laughs> I guess. We're changing the topic. That is a great excuse, by the way. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. No, yeah. look, I'm, yeah. I've, I've got 13 look, episodes in It's my production. Head. There's a lot of things. Yeah. I got to figure them all out. <laughs> I got to put them in a row. They're like ducks. Yeah. yeah. When ducks walk around, you if have I, to put You guys throat. don't understand. If there I, are a lot of things. If I had a second phone, yeah. I could figure this all out, Chris. I know. I'm walking around like a one-phone gypsy. Yeah, I yeah. know. You'd have one thing on one phone. Yes. And one thing on the other phone, it's and then you'd called, be able to figure yes. them out separately. One phone upmanship is what it is. All right, here's the issues. I just need to. Re I just need to remember. Personal what or professional? We're not getting into personal. That we do not do not have time. Repeat. Do not have time. I just need to remember what episode number you were on, Shoshone. Well, I was hoping you could tell me. I'm about to tell you right now. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't know. You know, just so you know, they um they said don't speak until you're spoken to. So yes, for future on the show. Guests. That she was being a good guest. She was yes, waiting to be introduced. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what was going on. Not every guest follows that protocol. I'm the worst at that. <laughs> I, I always jump in well before I should have. You were on... <laughs> I got ...episode... Okay, Shoshone, we, you were on episode 10. Can we start now? <laughs> <laughs> Which means your episode airs uh, May 11th. So you can see Shoshone and Tell Jokes on the FNX Comedy Experience May 11th at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, Midnight Eastern. And she was on the show with uh, Beef 
Archambeau, Luz Pezos, and Chuck Cease. Excellent. So check it out. It's a fun show. Um, all right. So let's uh, get right into it. Let's talk about Chappaquiddick. Because this was the kind of movie that, uh, you know, everyone knows the story. It's like it's an interesting timing of a movie like, you know, Why Now? And like, yeah. what what is this movie bringing to the table that is an insight or something that we didn't know or in a new perspective? Well, Shoshone, you, you go first. What did you think of this film? Um, I thought they should have called it Chapa Quit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> That's where we're going with that. Do you guys have... I'm trying to get some Wi-Fi. I can't get them on either phones. Yeah, here you go. Here's your Wi-Fi code. Mm-hmm. Can we start now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. Well, so well, so what, what, did, what didn't you like about Chappaquiddick? Um, well, I don't know. Just I, Well, I do know. Um, I, I kind of am hesitant to watch movies that are um, real-life events going to film because... It's it, like I was um, telling Graham earlier, there's it's a finite medium. There's only so many pages, only so many minutes. And oftentimes the story takes precedent over the actual facts or what really happened. So in telling the story to make it interesting or entertainment in that, that's what films are. It just they make things up and then, you know, it's so I'd rather just see a documentary or read it. What do you think was one of the things that like was Hollywoodized? Um, the beginning when no one was there, just him and Homegirl, who he drowned, and they're just gonna be like a camera there? No, no, that that didn't happen. But I mean, I understand it was for the audience, you know. But that's also putting a narrative to the events that happened. So it's just really, it's just really frustrating to me because I'm like, well, what really did happen? And I guess that's the question overall, but still, what gives them the motherfucking right? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I mean, I, I think that's a good point, and that's we've talked about this a lot on the show of, of the biopic, right? And it's never going to be exactly. It's never. It's like, and I always have that same question of like, well, I'd rather watch a doc sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on how they execute it, because the, the, what 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 I think when biopics are done correctly is they show you all the stuff that. A documentary can't. They they show the dramatization, the human, uh, you know, emotion to this, the 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 reaction to They're it. They're structured differently, right? Mm-hmm. So this film, you know, I think you know Jason Clark did a good job. How was his Kennedy accent? It was pretty good. He did. Yeah. That's always such a thing. Like, is he going <laughs> to over people? Actors always like over New England. Oh yeah, over Kennedy it up. Like, <laughs> I was driving on the bridge or whatever. Like, is it going to be chowder? Say chowder. <laughs> chowder. Um, but what the? You know, for me, this film was kind of significant only just because you know. So my Irish grandmother, like, you couldn't say a bad word about the Kennedys or. The Catholic Church growing mm-hmm. up. And so I was so told as a child that the Kennedys were so great, they were so great. And then as I got older, I was like, well, wait a minute. And I think this film did a pretty good job. The Catholic Church, okay, but the Kennedys. Oh, the Catholic Church, <laughs> they're great. Um, uh, yeah, so so the, the Kennedys, you know, are still in many circles, still revered, right? As, oh, and there's all this. And and some of it is justified of what would have happened if JFK and Bobby hadn't been assassinated. Right. Look what they were trying mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, right. Bobby was going to stop the Vietnam War. And, mm-hmm. okay, great. But what this movie, I thought, did a good job of doing was showing the Kennedy machine just mm-hmm. ramping into place. This kid's got a problem. And uh, who gives a shit about truth? It's just cover it, hide it, how do we spin this? And right. their control, especially over New England, of just like this team of Kennedy people. And and so if you're kind of a historian, I mean, I like that. I, I've studied a lot of the history of that era. So it's like- Shades of modern times then on cover-ups and everything else. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty so. good at it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that old school, you know, Bruce Dern, who has not, he's not in a lot of scenes, but he plays like old hobbled Joe Kennedy- and he's just like, <laughs> just like, so 
But I mean, like, <laughs> I you're gonna say Rosebud. <laughs> I mean, that's who he is. I mean, he's an actual. <laughs> I mean, so so he, so like he calls this team of people here, and in the room are like Robert McNamara, and mm-hmm. so so that era is very fascinating to me. And if you want to study, if you want to know about Robert McNamara, I've said this before. It's a great documentary, The Fog of War, where Robert mm-hmm. McNamara talks about being in both Kennedy, well, in in JFK and LBJ's cabinet and how the Vietnam War got escalated. Um, that's a, it's a fascinating documentary, but you see, you know, an actor is playing young Bob McNamara and they're all just like these powerful white dudes are just like, well, this is how we're gonna spin this and this is how we're gonna manipulate the media and this is how we're gonna get out ahead of this. And, and then Jason Clark plays sort of Teddy was the bumbling one, right? And they they mentioned this numerous times, right? Joe Jr. was he was supposed to be the first president. He died in World War II. JFK was Camelot. Bobby was the smart one, and then here's Dummy Ted. Mm-hmm. And that was where I had as a as the, as a structure of a film where I started the movie. Started I lost I lost my faith in it a little because they were trying to make like a uh, Groundlings ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I like that critique. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but like there was moments in the movie where they're showing Teddy being bumbling and it was done in sort of a wacky way. Like the audience laughed and I sort of was like, um, they're covering up a dead girl. Like, and I, I this just- This actually happened. This actually yeah. happened. It actually was covered up by mm-hmm. these actual people. Mm-hmm. And so- you know, Ed Helms was character was sort of the one like voice of reason, and it just, it just the tone. I was like, this is not, this is not silly. Mm-hmm. This is not, and the trailer's not that, and so many other aspects of the movie aren't. But just like, oh, Teddy is a bumbler, and so it was like, I don't know. What I did agree you agree with you? Definitely. Um... I saw Ed Helms' character doing the same face that he did in. Hungover, what is it? The hangover. Yeah. The hangover. Yeah. Well, hungover. Well, I'm feeling a little. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the same face he was making. It did it twice, three times, a lady. I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so. But I, I agree that um, people were laughing and it was. But it, being that it was a dramatic piece, I know there are elements in the. Sometimes they have to have these moments of humor just to kind of let up, you know, to tell the story further or just to not bore the audience. But yeah, I still think that, um, I mean, I think the protagonist did a great, the lead did a great job of, um, but yeah, he was just befuddled too much. And and also I I feel it was, um, this is what we were talking about earlier. It was after after the inciting incident, after she died um, or he drowned or some man killed some woman. It was just one note from there. I mean, there was no real crescendo, if you will. I think that's, a, mm. I, yeah, and that was part of the, I think Ed Helms, I, I get that he, and I'm sure his agents are like trying to get him into the dramatic. Now, what about like the- But he was miscast. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it was great to see, you know, some com- comedians, you know, in a dramatic piece, but it just didn't. I would. It just didn't work for me. Any nomination worthy performances or was no? Pretty... That's why you you watch this and you went, oh boy, they had Oscar intentions with this movie, right. and then you went and went, oh the the uneven tone of this for me is why somebody went, ah, release it in April, right? <laughs> you know because I it it you know you have Jason Clark now he's been in a lot. I, I can't remember if he's been nominated or not, but he's been in some very Oscar heavy films. Yes. Um, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He's mm-hmm. he's got a small part, and then he's he's a really good actor. And this is something he's never done before. And so, I, and again, he, he pulled off the Kennedy, you know, the Kennedyisms without being a, a sketch character. But it just like right. there was just a miscast. And then like Shoshone was saying, the one noteness of it, because it started out like, oh wow, and you're seeing. They said, I mean, this is when it happened. It happened while the Apollo 11 was launching, mm-hmm. you know, and that was part of this, which was cool. It was good filmmaking because it was part of the story because mm-hmm. you hear all these guys yeah. going, 
well, pretty soon they're going to land on the moon and everyone will forget about Teddy's mm-hmm. little problem, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> Distraction. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it just... And they were trying to show Ted's dilemma because that's kind of what happened. They felt bad. I, 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 you know, and and I don't want to be president. And everyone's like, you're, you're, you know, you're next in line. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Bobby got killed. Mm-hmm. It's you. And why didn't you just run in '68? Mm-hmm. You know, like you were supposed to, um, and step in for your brother. And in, and so there's so that sort of was interesting. And that's where I thought Jason Clark did a decent job. But then it just sort of it wasn't enough. And it just sort of one note. And oh well. I don't know, like they could have explored that better. And the, his, the, the, the relationship with him and Ed Helms' character, who Ed Helms is a sort of adopted son of the Kennedys, who's this trusted fixer. And that could have been explored better. But it's just hard because when you're watching, it's like Will Ferrell when he's trying to do serious stuff and you, he looks like he's about to laugh. You know what I mean? Or that's, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. not, or, or that's just me as the comedy audience and I think that's what sort of took it out of me for for Ed Helms. Is that what did for you, Shoshone? Um, I thought he did a great acting job. Um, I thought, and actually, I paid attention to him more than the lead. So I, that which you know, which is odd. How are you going to pay attention more to the supporting actor more than the lead? Um, but I, I think maybe because his character had the strongest um, character arc, because in the beginning he was so had so much love, you know? Mm. And then at the end, he was just like, I've lost all respect for you. So in that respect, it to me, I paid more attention to him. Yeah. it's. I mean, think about it. Like the, um, old Teddy didn't have a huge character arc. He, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. didn't grow as, no one else really grew. Everyone was, and I think that added to the fact that it was so monotone and so one note. Yeah, I mean, there's there's interesting stuff in it, um, like the extras that play the captain and the deckhand on the ferry sequence were actually captains and deckhands on the boat, you know, in back in the '60s, which is they shot it out there in Massachusetts. It looked and felt in Rockport, in Rockport, and mm-hmm. it, you know, they did a decent job with that. I mean, that's a, that's a an interesting thing to overcome in uh, or did. It's a it's an interesting challenge. Every time you're doing a period piece, how can they get it? Um, and who played um, Mary Jo Kopechny, Um I'm blanking. I'm going to bring up that actress's name, uh, Kate Mara. Um, she did a decent job in the beginning of her sort of dilemma. I didn't realize Jim Gaffigan was in it. Jim Gaffigan was in it, and he plays the Attorney General of the state of Massachusetts, and so. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's 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 all it's odd casting. It is it is some odd casting. I think Jim Gaffigan was believable as that sort of era of guy, but Ed Helms, I don't know. Bruce Dern was great. Kate Mara was good as Mary Jo Kopechny, but mm-hmm. again, it's like Shoshone is saying they sort of introduce stuff, and then there just isn't a lot of arc. Right. It's really just sort of. So I don't know. It's it's. I'd love to know what, what the people listening and watching, what they think of it, because some people might really dig this. If you're, if you're a sort of Kennedy historian or Kennedy file, it's, 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 it's interesting in that capacity and how they address these actual events. Kennedy file? I've never heard that. Yeah. Like a pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're... It's where you only molest Kennedys. Yeah. <laughs> Only molest Kennedy bad movies. <laughs> so it, yeah, I mean, I'd curious to know, like, if other people found it as uneven mm. as, like, Shoshone. Well, it. sometimes a release date tells you a lot. <laughs> True. I thought, I thought Jim Gaffigan did a good job, too. Um, the, and in the beginning, I, I had high hopes just because I'm looking at this and, I don't know, it, you guys know what the Bechdel test is, right? Mm-hmm. So when I went into this movie, I was like, oh, great. We have these two women talking to each other. And but what are they talking about? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I, it's, it seems like they're, because um, um, they're asking each other, what are you going to do for your future? Are you going to um, help, you know, 
run again. And, um, and she's like, no, I don't know. I'm not sure. But even though it seems like they're talking to each other about each other, they're really not. It, they're talking about, you know, they're introducing old Teddy because they alluded to the fact that, you know, she's having an affair um, with, you know, Senator Alibi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was kind of weird, you know. It was, but I mean, the hair was great. Whoever did the hair, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So All it's right. yeah. I'd be curious to see what other people think of it. It's that that's just it. That's sort of the that like okay. Like there, you don't walk out like that was horrible, and you don't walk right. out going, man, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. You kind of yeah. walk out and go, oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Somebody mm-hmm. made a Chappaquiddick film. All, yeah. right. All right. Now what's for dinner? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look. <laughs> so you saw a quiet place. I saw a quiet. This place. movie's been hyped. This movie's been uh, hyped. It's been uh, audiences and critics agree they're really enjoying it, and um, I have to say, after seeing it, um, there's a lot of things it did right. And there are some things it did wrong. Um, it's a mixed bag, but it was, I think it's my three billboards, the way you reacted to three billboards. Like there's uh, some really good things in it, but there's some incredibly stupid things that that suspension of disbelief becomes too heavy of a lift. So <laughs> I couldn't do it towards the end. Now, I am going to give some minor spoilers because that's the only way I can talk about this movie. I won't spoil the ending, but um, in the, about midway through. Uh, so if you don't want to know anything about the movie, you may want to fast forward. So uh, here's the thing. The beginning of the movie, we're set up with the fact that there's been an alien invasion. These aliens, they um, are tra- they are track they track by sound, and everyone has to be quiet. <laughs> Got it? Okay. Yep. Saw that. But in the trailer. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you're not really sure exactly what happened. Like you see these like some newspaper clippings, like uh, you know, because the monsters are like hiding out in the woods. I'm like, well, then how did they get to the planet? Were they meteor surfing? <laughs> Were they in spaceships? And you know, that's for a. That's number one. I'm like, well, how? Wait, how did this happen? Uh, the next thing is that um, there the things that this movie does really well is it's really well directed. It's really well cast and. It's really well acted. So, so John Krasinski directed this. He, John Krasinski directed, okay. and he does a he does a really nice job. So what happens is when those things are so good, it overshadows the incredibly stupid parts of the film. <laughs> so what happens is like Neil did a uh, a written review on the site, and he was saying, yeah, there's definitely some problems, but uh, I overlooked them. I did not overlook them. <laughs> I uh, they they bothered me a fair amount. So I, before I get into that, I want to talk about one piece of trivia that. Uh, I found really interesting that I'm very glad didn't happen. Uh, in an interview with the website Slash Film, screenwriters Scott Beck and Brian Woods revealed that Paramount Pictures originally intended to incorporate A Quiet Place into the Cloverfield film franchise. Oh, mm. this was going to just be one of these weird Cloverfield yes. add-ons? When we were talking about the executive there about the film, it felt from the pitch that there might be a crossover, but we finally took the final script of Paramount and saw it a totally different movie. Thank God. I mean, that would have been incredibly ridiculous. So <laughs> Paramount to finally decided them to make the film as a wholly original standalone film. Now, one of the quotes from the writers, which I really like, is that one of our biggest fears was that the film was getting swept into some kind of franchise or repurposed for something like that. The reason I say biggest fear, we love the Cloverfield films. He had to say that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're excellent. It's just that filmgoers crave new and original ideas, and we feel like so much of what's out there is IP. It's comic books, it's remakes, it's sequels. We show up to all of them, enjoy those movies too, but our dream was always to drop something different into the marketplace, so we feel grateful that Paramount embraced the movie as its own thing. That's a great response. Too bad there's so many stupid things in the movie. Um, one of them is there's still electricity. That's after this invasion, like, uh, and they're on a farmhouse. Clearly, they don't have a generator because that would make too much noise. So there's still electricity on the farmhouse. Never explained where. Never explained, yeah, where the electricity comes from, and uh, like you're not sure, like how far society has collapsed. Yeah, and then uh, there's a scene, um, the beginning of the film. This is again minor spoiler. Uh, It's a very um, poignant, tragic moment where, you know, they lose a child to one of the monsters. That happens in the first couple minutes of the film. So, uh, but then they decide what happens in a, a few scenes later. Um, she gets pregnant. So 
what makes more noise than a baby? <laughs> and uh, I will answer that question. A toddler. So if the baby actually makes it to a toddler, so not only would you never do that as a parent, you would also, you would be putting your other children at risk from sound hunting monsters by actually having a baby. So they create these weird, like, um, ideas on how to keep the baby quiet, and it gets more and more ridiculous as we progress. The next thing was that... And then they're uh, like, what we need to do is make daiquiris. Yes, exactly. And they just turn in the blender. blender. So, all right, no, put it in the, uh, you know, in, in that little, bar, in the comedy club bar casing. The, uh, <laughs> Give the kids symbols. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, um, and then there's another scene where, um, you know, she... She hurts herself. There's a nail sticking out. She hurts herself. She cries out. So clearly that's noise. It's going to um, call, a, call a monster. Um, <laughs> the monster is instantly in their house. So I'm like, no, wait a minute. If you live on a farm in a house and you know there's monsters in the woods, maybe close the door. Or maybe close the windows. I'm like, the monster would, it was instantly in the house. So I get that hinges creak. But you could oil them. So, uh, and I won't ruin the ending, but the, but the ending was also like, what? Come on, really? Really? And uh, one of the other things, too, is um, if your children are lost out in the woods with monsters running around, maybe you wouldn't leave the shotgun behind. <laughs> so that's the other thing you may not do as a parent. Uh, so, but there, there's all these logic so when problems. Like, monsters, let me see if I got this yeah, right. Yeah. Bring the shotgun. Yeah, don't yes. have a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oil the hinges. Yeah. And uh, then there's logic problems like, uh, like you see, like you're supposed to understand that society collapsed and we were unable to fight these monsters. Like there's notes on like the newspaper clippings, monsters like indestructible, like, you know, can't find weakness. And, uh, and then uh, I'm like, oh, the shotgun worked pretty well. You know, and <laughs> oh that's, it, it, uh, it seems like that that worked okay. Yeah. There wasn't a headline, yeah, use yeah. a shotgun. Yes, yeah, yeah, there was. So, um, but, so you have all these um, problems with the film. Uh, but like I said, it's such a mixed bag because, you know, the concept is so cool. The premise is so cool. The directing is so cool. The uh, acting is good with the exception of the character motivations. Uh, but you have a, because Krasinski and uh, Blunt are husband and wife in real life, there's a chemistry between them that you don't often see oh, right. in movies too. So. Uh, and then the other thing that they did was uh, one of the kids is actually deaf, Millicent Simmons. She's been deaf since infancy, and this is her second film she starred in, with Wonderstruck being her, being her first. Um, and she did a really nice job in the film, and it made, would made sense that, you know, they... So it was, like I said, it was a real mixed bag. Like, if you can really overlook the giant logic and plot holes in this movie, especially the ending, the ending I went... Uh, oh my god no no really but it's, but i don't want to i don't want to ruin that but uh uh so it was it was one of those movies where i think it's as time progresses more and more people are going to realize uh how kind of dumb some of it is <laughs> well let me ask you this so so if you look here on the box the box office was yes. estimated seven seventeen million dollars it's mm -hmm. done looks like now over 70 million huge huge numbers which is making it mm -hmm. huge right it's is this the because usually low budget horror in this range doesn't have two fairly name stars in it? No, I mean she's become a big star, and this the as re is he. But what, one of the things that this movie has going for it is it's uh, like Get Out. It transcends the genre. Uh, it's not just like a horror movie. It's science fiction. It's thriller. It's a family drama. It's all those things kind of rolled into one. Uh, so what I think you have is not a lot of non horror fans. Like they went to go see Get Out, they're going to go see this movie because they're Emily Blunt fans, they're John Krasinski fans, or they, you know, it's an interesting premise. It's, it's got a lot of hints of signs. Remember that M Night Shyamalan right, right. Ding Dong movie? Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely there's, there's even like a couple shots where we're like, oh, this looks like it came directly from signs. Uh, so it was. Uh, <laughs> if I you guess can the multi-genre is working now because now yes. you, there's not. You don't have just the one genre anymore. Everything right. is just like 
And ultimately, uh, if romance you, horror, you know, just like if you can, and if you can do it well, you can create a really mm-hmm. um, interesting movie. Like you know, Get Out proved that. And there's also been you know horror movies like The Babadook, who who kind of like are really interesting and do different things with the genre. Um, this is definitely one of those films that just it's just you know you could just drive a truck through some <laughs> of the the plot stuff in it where you're like, I, come on, I, I would love to be in the writing room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially when the kill your babies. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to see that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I want to kill your babies. I want to no, know. It's good. It's a yeah. good point though that Shoshone brings up about the the mixed genres and how. I wonder what's creating that, and I, I get why they're successful because it's like because they have crossover appeal. Sure, they well they have yeah. crossover here, but also it's just I think it's. My guess of it is is maybe Hollywood is so can get so old and out of touch that they 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 get stuck in these. Well, it's a this movie or it's a that. Right. And when someone comes up with something inventive, especially mm-hmm. in this era of people who have grown up without watching network TV, who right. Mm-hmm. You know, if, they're, if you're at 18 or whatever, you've had the internet since you were three, mm-hmm. you've had a smartphone since the sixth right. grade, you know, and mm-hmm. that's where you get your entertainment. So why you don't need, you, you, you grew up in terms of just content, not, oh, let's go see the horror right, movie exactly. or let's right. watch this mm-hmm. movie or this show at this time. Yes. So I guess that's why it appeals to people is because it can be anything. And then also if you've grown up with just content, you're seeing inventive stuff on YouTube, on Amazon, mm-hmm. on right. Netflix or whatever. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like the dumb parts of this movie. I thought, oh yeah, I could see them in a Cloverfield, shoot into a Cloverfield uh, spinoff the way like the Cloverfield Paradox or mm-hmm. something like that where they're like, oh, okay, this is shoehorned in uh, and it doesn't really fit or belong. Like, there's other ways the story could have gone and other things mm-hmm. the characters could have done to make more sense for this world, uh, but it, it it didn't happen. <laughs> so um, uh, so I, I think, in, in conclusion, uh, I think I'm going to be the outlier on this. A lot of people are loving it all the way through and forgiving the flaws. I thought the flaws were way too big. Uh, but there is a lot to like in this movie. I think Krasinski did a good job. The acting's good. And um, if you can get past the gaping plot holes, it's you can enjoy seventy five percent of the film. So <laughs> oh, that's a big ask. Yeah, Chris. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Corey Colkman on Facebook just asked, uh, "What else has he directed?" And heard it was his first horror movie. Yeah, he. This is this is John Krasinski's first. He's directed. Are you getting live feedback, Graham? We're getting live feedback. That's the advantage of the Facebook Live. So if I click on this. Uh, John Krasinski, like yeah, it's it's definitely his first horror, but he's he's directed before. He's directed some episodes of The Office, obviously, and he's directed one other um, brief interviews with Hideous Men and The Hollers, which I don't know what either of those are, but they sound. Oh like, yeah, that's right. I remember that. You saw The Hollers. I didn't see it, but I remember watching the trailer for it, and it's probably the same. A man returns to a small hometown after learning his mother has fallen ill and is about to undergo surgery. Mm-hmm. John Krasinski. All right. Charteau Copley, Richard Jenkins. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. I don't know anyone who's seen this movie. No? Cool. It's so, on in August of 16. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but, you, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. It's uh, like, it made me want to see his next film. Like, you know, oh, right. that, that kind of thing where like, okay, well, he's, he's done comedy dramas. Now he's done horror. Like now that he's got these under his belt, um, I can't wait to see what he's going to do next and see what, you know, what he's going to mix or what he's going to do. So even if it's another horror movie, I'm, I'm on board. I would see it. Sweet. All right. All right. Who are our sponsors, Christopher? We have some Patreon sponsors this week. Oh, well, that sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, now this is um, Katie Bagwell's run is coming up in a couple weeks. And uh, uh, Will, her husband, emailed me and said, hey, you know what? Because of you guys, she's almost at her goal. Well. See how that Patreon money pays off? You want to hit your bike MS goal? Yeah. Go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds. And do it. And so you can help uh, Katie Bagwell reach her goal. She's almost there. She's hoping the kitten hand army will put her over the edge. Uh, and that's, well, not uh, over the top, not over the edge. Over the that edge. would be weird. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, we want all of you to push each other to the breaking point. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so bike MS, oh the money will uh, help in MS research and uh, help people with MS live their best lives. You can reach her page at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash K-T-M-S 150. If you can, help her achieve her goal. And, of course, we have the Audacity Performing Arts Project, who are also still helping Katie uh, Bagwell. You make a token donation to Audacity, 15 bucks. They'll send you a shirt and a thank you. Uh, and just use uh, your – so you donate to Katie, donate to Audacity, you get a T-shirt. Use the donation link, audacityperformingarts.com slash donate. audacityperformingarts.com slash donate. And also we have supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Because planning for retirement should be as easy as gather, planning your next vacation. It just takes longer. Supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Yes. All right. So, Grant, that's at the $50 level. Did you know that? That's amazing, Chris. You get all of that at the $50 <laughs> level? That was the announcement at the beginning. Oh. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it, we're still offering it. We're still offering the $50 level. So, uh, check it out. Uh, as you can see and you can tell by uh, the other Patreon sponsors, it works. So, um, and it's only $50 a month. There you go. So let's, uh, let's do some trailers, Graham. Oh my goodness. Let's watch mm -hmm. some trailers. <clears throat> so the first trailer is there's a new Han Solo trailer. Yes. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. New trailer just dropped. Let's check it out. Let's see. Let's get everything queued up here. On mute. Here we go. Are you hearing that, Aaron? Well, then mm, this is teaser. Yet. I don't know if this is the right one. You're not hearing? Oh, uh, it's not plugged into it, the uh, audio jack. Well, you're not plugged into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. This is... Gentlemen, this is live. <laughs> you just ruined live. Can we yeah. start right now? Maybe we should... Uh, <laughs> should, should we skip uh, trailers for the uh, live stream? No. No? <laughs> trailers are good. We gotta watch trailers, Chris. We don't have much to talk about. Yeah. This. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Hey, oh, this is going to be so great. Boy, everyone watching live, this is the excitement that happens in the studio. Yes. If you were here, you could be On sitting. or off camera. This is it never ends, the magic. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do you hear that? You know what? I don't need that kind of attitude. I know. It's a little... It was the subtext. Oh, uh, I hear it now. Just kicked out of the <laughs> Yeah, this is the Let's wrong start trailer. Start from the beginning. Let's start the show now. This is this is the, this is not the right trailer. Welcome to Comedy Filmers, episode four thirteen. <laughs> scams on the street since I was ten. We already saw this trailer. It's the other. Trailer. Really? Yeah. Where's the other one? The other. It's the new one that just dropped. So put new uh, solo trailer. You put new solo trailer. <laughs> this is this is uh, great. Can uh, Aaron remotely pilot that uh, laptop from uh, back there? <laughs> Solo trailer. All right, here we go, guys. This is going to be exciting. Yep, one day ago, that's it. One day ago. Official trailer. Here we go. This okay. Is, oh, my God. <laughs> so, great. so amazing. You're after something. Is it revenge? Is that the Dothraki? From uh, Game of Thrones? Money. Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but oh. good. <laughs> We're about job. Then. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver, and I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Oh, alibi! Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. Yes. <laughs> L3! Let's go with the mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. Mm, it's kind of an ultimatum. I wonder what they're going to choose. Spoiler alert. Han Solo becomes a mean <laughs> <Yeah>, smuggler. 
Are those like the new school trains? I think so. Oh. I got a really good feeling about this. Hey, I'll try luck. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. Push it. my favorite character is the Millennium Falcon in this trailer. I know. I just want to see a brand new Falcon. <laughs> I was interested in the little shot where they have the gun, you know? Right. On the side, the Clint Eastwood make my day type shit. Yeah, I've yeah. been seeing that over and over again. It's. I'm feeling like these... This scene's a Western. Yeah. This scene's a science fiction. The, this scene's a chase scene, the, the chase movie. The protagonist is basically the same one in the Western, the the outlaw, you know? And it's like either it was the outlaw and then it became the gangster, you know? And, and then now it's like, I'm shooting aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is... So are you a huge Star Wars fan or no? Not You mm. don't have... No, but I appreciate. I mean, that's some good-ass shit. So that's the thing. If that's the, the view of someone who's not, like, a diehard... You know what it feels that, that, like? That tells me that, like, this movie is too uneven. It 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 feels oh, like... Right. It feels like a like a Star Wars fan film. Like, it feels like it's it was made by a fan just for the Star Wars fans. Like, I, I feel like, like, well, you have to know the story, you have to know the character. Like, you can't go in, like, Rogue One, I thought, was a really interesting, different story. Like, well, you could go into that movie not really knowing anything about Star Wars and just enjoy it on its own. This one, I feel like you have to be a Star Wars fan to even kind of get in the door on. Yeah, but Star Wars is sacred. You can't just yeah. be fucking around with shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a good story, you know, and now you want to just... Well, exactly. I agree with you completely. I, I And I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, mm. but I mean, like I said, I respect you, it. And then this is like, oh, there's Magnuson. You, you like wonder it's going to be all over like, the place. Well, that's my, yeah, that's yeah. what I worry it about. It definitely looks like it's, it's going to be all over the place. You wonder, too, like... Uh, um, the Force Awakens and Last Jedi. One of the reasons they were also um, so well received and so uh, did so well is because we got to see our beloved characters again. Mm -hmm. But it also one of the reasons the prequels failed. Uh, well, they didn't fail, but they were not good. Is uh, you know, do we really want to see any of these characters as younger people? Like, I, I think there's so. I, I think like right. we just see. Han Solo is Harrison Ford. We just see Princess Leia as Carrie Fisher. Like they're like you know Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. Like like do I you know oh, oh a young Darth Vader in three movies. I'm like mm, do I care right. really? Yeah, I don't I don't a know young, a young I Obi Wan. Think, I'm like eh. it's a good point because mm -hmm. those actors made those parts iconic. So exactly, exactly. yeah. So yes. you're watching and then you're watching this kid try to be. Harrison Ford. Try to be Harrison Ford. Well, I've seen a young Harrison Ford. Right, in American Graffiti. In American Graffiti, <laughs> yeah. and he's kind of a badass. So yeah. it's like, I, I don't, this kid wasn't it. It right. was like a kid dressing up to be Han Solo for Halloween. He was, yeah, he was right. cosplaying for a, a, a Ron Howard film. Right. I think it's a so. studio's not um, wanting to go out on a ledge and anything real or creative. They're just like, okay, well, what's a predetermined market? And also, you, know? you have a really troubled history with this movie. I mean, the director's fired halfway through, Ron Howard coming in to further ruin it. And so you don't know what's going to happen. You know, Chris when it's doesn't like Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think, with, what, like you said, I think it's going to be uneven. And one of the reasons, too, is it's like how much footage was reshot, how much footage is being used, is how much, you know, how, how much stuff was, you know, changed or reused, repurposed or... The thing is, though... You know, but again... I'm going to see it. Yeah, exactly. Here's <laughs> the thing. Hilarious. They're still going to get our money. I'm it doesn't go matter. Hilarious. We're going to go see it. I, I can't uh, not go yeah, to this. Yeah, it's... They uh, got... That's why they made I know. that. Yeah. I know, because I'm going to sit here and bitch about it and still go. Right. They could have saved a lot of money and not made any trailers. We still would be in the movie theater. That's mm -hmm. so funny. My mm -hmm. friend just said that. She's like, I know it's going to suck, but I'm still going to go see it. They're still going to get our money. 
Yeah. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. not my money. You're not going to see it. <laughs> I, I take a stand on this one. Yeah, this is it. This is your this line is in the uh, this line is in my Tatooine. Line. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, let's go to the next trailer. Oh. Uh, the first purge, ladies and gentlemen, the purge prequel. They're doing making it so they've made three purges. Yes. Now this is uh, how it all started. This is. The- Two models in a bathroom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and an alien invasion. Don't sure. like sound. This is all the Purge gang, mm-hmm. but younger. Yes. <laughs> Announcing the commencement of the first Purge. The trailer before the trailer. People are released for all the hatred and violence that they keep up inside them. This won't bring him back. It won't make you feel any better. Thank you. show a young Ethan Hawke. It is a night that is defining our country. I love Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Citizens, this will be a tradition we celebrate every year. Join the first purge. Isaiah, come say bye. Go do your thing, sis. Always. I'll see you tonight. People are now calling this controversial experiment of legalized crime the purge. Do not purge! Do not purge! You and Isaiah, just stay with me doing the purge. Oh, we're going to be fine on our own. We are here with Dr. May Updale. She came up with this experiment. Is the purge a political device? It is a psychological one. If we want to save our country, we must release all our anger in one night. Tonight, we'll see the good and evil in everyone. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement Mm -hmm. of the first purge. Our neighborhood is under siege from a government who doesn't give a shit about any of us. At the siren, all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 hours. There's a lot of good people out there who we're going to have to protect. All emergency services will be suspended. We got to be prepared for anything. Your government thanks you for your participation. Looking a lot like the first purge. (laughs) First movie. Human nature does not obey the laws of politics. What the hell is going on? ex-military something funky going down d you're sending soldiers into the island disguised as citizens this country needs for this to work wait didn't they do this in the third yeah (laughs) nothing will ever be the same again they forgot about one thing they forgot about us what have i done Oh, now you're regretting putting oh, the purge in motion? Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the most horrible. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> you know what? I didn't think it through. It was just a test. It was yeah. just a t- test market. Just a yeah, I just thought it was going to be a reality test. show. Oh, that's a, I like that shot. So, uh, so this is a franchise that's kind of ran out of steam a couple movies ago, but now we're on number four as a uh, prequel. Well, the last... Oh, always liked the, you know, the... the, the fr- I liked the first one, liked the premise, and actually even the second one had its moments, The too. third one, I'll say this about the... The third one introduced even more politics into it of how this is a political mm-hmm. thing, and it's the one percenters are getting rid of poor people and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it sounds like this movie is just doing more of that more of the third but they're just yeah. doing it in manhattan right of <laughs> la yeah so yeah as so i was looking i'm like i think i saw this in one of the other trailers like some of these right. uh story points but so, i don't know i've seen the first three they all make money was it like in the hood you know like this one the first, the, the second one was in the hood. The first one was in the nice suburbs with Ethan Hawke. Right. The oh, sec- yeah, I, yeah. I and then the one. third one was in Washington, right? Well, the third one... Weren't they protecting a senator or something? Yeah, the third one is... Was, was that wa- the second one? I get them No, confused. the third one was the protecting the senator. Okay. The second one, they went to downtown LA. So it was kind of the hood. Uh-huh. Um, but what, the, on Skid Row or... Yeah, it was kind of that, like... And that was sort of what they were doing, what, what, why, why you saw, they started to reveal the, the real reasons that it wasn't just, that it was the, those in power were doing it like, oh, here, well, here's a, here's a so- solution to the homeless problem, you know, like, which I would- Technically. Mm, it would work. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Which free up some room in the I shelters. Mean, you know, we've got a president that's probably open to 
of this. Yeah. Like, someone has pitched this. Yeah. He's, in the uh, Trump in the Trump administration. Yeah. Someone has pitched this. And it's probably, probably like, John Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> and he's busy yeah. doing a fake war with Syria. But yeah. uh, anyway. And the uh, the underlying uh, conversation is like, look, you don't need Congress. You could do whatever you want. You're president. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at all the wars they're doing without Congress. Yeah. So they, I mean, they haven't used Congress since World War II. That was yeah. the last declaration of it a formal war. It was the last war. formal declaration of war was World War II. So yeah. they could just purge it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they could they could figure out a way to make it, uh, you know, something under the Patriot Act. <laughs> we could, of course. We could put it under there. <laughs> well, that's, believe me, when the next recession hits, and it's going to happen probably in the next 12 to 18 yeah. months, and there's going to be riots and stuff, mm-hmm. they're going to... Exactly. We'll figure it out. Well, we, yeah. we learned a lot at Standing Rock. Yeah, so we're let's, gonna, uh, <laughs> let's you know. figure that out. They hired Tiger Swan. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, the government hired Tiger Swan, which is a um, private security company that they used in Iraq. Tiger Swan was oh hired for, for Standing Rock. Mm-hmm. And they... Was Blackwater busy? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I was just, it's just little me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they were doing. Hiring Tiger Swan against me. Were you up there at Standing Rock? Well, no, but I kind of was in spirit. but that's what they did they hired tiger swan so this is what the government has done um they hired tiger swan and now they've hired they're they're built trying to build a pipeline in louisiana and tiger swan they blocked them from opening up a business so tiger swan is trying to open fake businesses like a woman that sort of used to work for tiger swan is starting her own company in states that are blocking her so my point is... Is we're going to the purge. The purge is happening, guys. Yeah. It will happen. Definitely, so I think definitely. the takeaway here is invest in mask companies. <laughs> so, but, Yeah, and I think um, another takeaway is if you have 24 hours to just shoot anyone, that's going on in the hood anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So... So go uh, see the purge, gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Welcome prequel. to the hood. Find out how it, uh, how it all started. Uh, and where it's so going. Now on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, The Greatest Showman. Now we actually talked about biopics, how, you know, speaking of a sugar-coated biopic for sure, this was a musical uh, about uh, P.T. Barnum. That's all you had to say and I'm not going to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it, like musicals? It was a fun, it was a fun movie I for can't. sure, but I it's, can't. you know, it, it way sugar-coated everything about P.T. Barnum for he sure. He was pretty evil. Yeah, it's... Uh, um, didn't really get into the way he ran his business or anything like that, but uh, uh, it, it kind of glorified the uh, the moments of um, you know basically they they made him more of like a lovable kind of low low level con artist sure. more of like a uh, uh, than a ruthless businessman <laughs> uh, um, kind of like Steve Jobs. So uh, yeah, he's wear wore yeah. hoodies. He was yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah, he wears white sneakers. <laughs> So, uh, uh, so, and Molly's game. Now you saw this. You, uh, you yeah, liked this Molly's one, right? game was was was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jessica Chastain's a really good actress. It's based on a true story. Um, I'm sure they were hoping it was going to get a little more Oscar than it did, but it's mm-hmm. worth watching if you missed it this Oscar season. There's really good performances in it. Yeah, it's definitely an uh, an Oscar week on for releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, All the money in the world also is coming out. You definitely want to check that one out. Uh, Phantom Thread, you can skip. And uh, I'll tell you, Proud Mary is one we were excited about when we were at LA Podfest. We showed the trailer. Everyone got really excited about it. It was literally in the movie theaters for maybe a week. I know. So it, it, it just came and went, got bad reviews. Aww. And it just, but it was a movie that, like, oh, this looks really fun. I'm going to so see I it. So I didn't get a chance to see it. But like yeah, that. I definitely want to see I wanna, it. Still. I, I want to see it too. I just want to see her kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. And her mm-hmm. and her. Uh, her walk-in gun closet. I want right. to see that. <laughs> That's pretty hot. So, uh, yeah. What? What's? Oh, yes. yes. She's mm-hmm. awesome. She's a bad. She's a really good actress. That's why she I is. was excited to see this because if you like, right. look at look at who she was in Benjamin Button, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Benjamin, come to the house, you know. And now in this, she's like, it's on, you know, like yeah. leather boots and just mm-hmm. thumping skulls. So I want to yep. see that. So, uh, and uh, on the site spotlight, the fan feedback, I wanted to give a, uh, a, a differing opinion on the uh, Han Solo trailer um, on Facebook. Uh, John Wright wrote, if Star Wars nerds don't think that looks like a buttload of fun, then I don't want to hang out with any of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, John's laying down the gauntlet. He thinks it looks great. So, differing opinion, happy to have it. So, if you want to put in an opinion on uh, the Facebook page or the YouTube videos or now the Facebook live stream that you're watching right now, please do see what you think. 
Let us know what you think. Um, and also premiering this week, uh, another low-budget horror movie, Truth or Dare. Graham, it's only a game, but then it gets deadly. Oh, <laughs> Truth or Dare. I feel like Deadly. I hosted a pilot for Truth yeah. 15 years ago. Um, and the next movie is... No, big. that was... I did I did Pictionary. I did a Pictionary, Pictionary pilot. Oh, really? That didn't get picked up? didn't get picked up. It's mm-hmm. online somewhere, and mm-hmm. I have some horrible clothes. Yeah. <laughs> really, like a like khakis, like way too baggy khakis and some awful mm-hmm. collared shirt. Was it's, it the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. I was. I was like, I'm. I'm 75 years old. You look great. I, thank you. Thank You're you. You're like Chewbacca. I am. Yeah. I am. For your age. Uh, so uh, I also hosted a game show called Tribond. Tribond. It was a pilot. Mm-hmm. Didn't get picked up. Yeah. Also because that's an indecipherable title for a yeah, game show. Yeah, because it made zero sense. No. Tribond. Tribond. Mm. And it was like the most convoluted. And I remember doing the game like, show. Are you a bondsman or? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It's... Teams of three. <laughs> what, how does this? And it was so yeah. like, I remember reading the rules and just like, that's right. You get three points. You advance <laughs> to the next round. Then your team can possibly. It was just like so <laughs> convoluted. It made no sense. Weird that it didn't get picked up. Uh, the next movie is Beirut. This is uh, John Hamm's uh, thriller. I wonder if it's like if him getting his taken moving i don't think, I don't think john ham needs to ask for a take yeah but it is it does it did look kind of interesting to me yeah and it is different than what he's used to playing for sure you know john ham he's a, he's a good actress and he he's a good actress actress yes he is adorable he is hollywood's little buttons little sweetheart john ham i could just pinch his nose he's like a puppy he is yeah it's like cute as a button he is he's cute as a button little johnny ham um and the next movie is Overboard. This is a remake of the Goldie Hawn movie from Why would uh, you remake that and, movie? and also, they, uh, it's, <laughs> the trailer looks awful if you uh, check out the trailer. It's got Anna Faris in it as the, uh, in the Kurt Russell role. So they switch the uh, oh, genders. They switch crazy. it up. They switch it up. Wow. So, that uh, was nuts. But, you know, so clearly that's all you have to do to get a remake now. No, we'll switch it up. It'll be different. I'm like, mm, you know, I, I'll tell you. I, Don't remake I, a uh, shitty movie. Yeah. It's, like, uh, were they going to remake Volunteers? Yeah. Oh, that would be great. I mean, you know, technically, yes, remake a shitty movie, make it better. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'll tell you the one thing about uh, Overboard, the original Goldie Hawn movie, it wasn't a perfect movie, but it had its moments. Her and Kurt Russell together. Really funny. You saw really that. Yeah. I think isn't that the movie they fell in love on or so, something like that? And they had just this chemistry, you know, them dealing with the kids. It was just it, it had some really funny moments in it. So um, I can't, for the life of me, fathom why anyone thought a remake was a good idea. <laughs> or so. Uh, all right, that's it. Wait, that's... I want to say one thing. Yes, um, please. Taraj about the Proud Mary. Um, mm-hmm. The other movie she did was Hidden Figures, which was amazing. Oh, fantastic. I yeah, love yeah. that movie. I watched it twice. Yeah, she's she's great in that movie. Yeah. Well, that's again, that shows her range. Mm-hmm. So, right, so she can do Benjamin Button, then she can do Hidden Figures, and then, then she can do Proud Mary. It's why I wanted to see yeah. Proud Mary. Yeah. Because it's like... Because of her. Because right. of her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's someone that... Can, she can carry a movie. Yes. In Hidden Figures, she carried that movie. I mean, there were a mm-hmm. lot of great people in the movie as well. But, um, yeah, she, she rocked in that. What would you like mm-hmm. to see her do? Um, a Transformers movie. I'd like to see her do <laughs> Star Wars. No, yeah, <laughs> you want her to play Han Solo. I get it. I'd, I'd like an. I'd like a political flick. You know, mm-hmm. like what? I don't know. I I was. <laughs> Chapa she quit. murders a white guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's having an affair. Yeah, they, yeah, she they holds him. She drowns him in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a dominatrix. Ooh, well, see, now I would watch that if she was a dominatrix. I would absolutely watch A Star watch. Wars dominatrix. George B. Henson is a Star Wars dominatrix. Mm-hmm. I no, like there's, this. There's I like where this is going. And mm-hmm. it's and it's a political movie. Yeah, yeah. And she murders a Kennedy. I mean, this movie just keeps getting better, it's getting yeah. better and better. It's a, and yeah. it's in the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, and her monologue is while she's drowning him, she's like ten thousand strong. <laughs> so I'm like, let's do this, homegirl. Yeah, she so. just murders a Kennedy and goes proud Mary. <laughs> but in so, a Kennedy accent with yeah. good hair yeah, with great with hair. hair spotless hair <laughs> all right that is that's our, our show. show how about it first yeah. ever live Facebook thank yeah, you Facebookers we, we, uh, we're almost through it we're all we almost. did it mm-hmm. um 
Shoshonia, where can people find you on the internet? Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a website or anything like that you want to promote? Or? Well, no, not right now. I'm kind of working on it. The website I have is some bullshit, so. <laughs> You're revamping it? Yes. <laughs> I need another soundbite for that. <laughs> um, I would love it if cor- corporations spoke that way. Why are you guys doing a rebrand? Uh, the old brand was some bullshit. Straight yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. Yeah, we're going it through wasn't a, working. Uh, yeah, it's, we focus group to go through a revamp. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns out um, our web guy was smoking too much uh, weed. Yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of chronic. So that's You know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, you know, weed. I don't smoke it, but... Hey, it's great, but it's just like sometimes you just want to say, "Damn, you smoke too much fucking weed." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like fucking handle your business. Yeah. I just gave you some money. Get my website up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, no, I don't have a website, but um, you know, I have some old school Facebook Shoshonia Livingston, and then my Twitter handle is at Shoshonia. So definitely follow that, and then you have a. Little, you want to do some marketing for me? You said you I do. To? <laughs> um, May 11th, see Shoshonia on the FNX Comedy Experience. Um, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. So if you don't, if you're not sure if you get FNX in your area, go to fnx.org and see if your if FNX is carried. If it isn't carried, bother email your local PBS and say why don't you carry FNX? Because the more people that that bug PBS their local PBS channel because that's a, that's how PBS is done it's like local affiliates it's like old mm-hmm. like old school so then if you bug your local PBS affiliate and say carry FNX they hear enough people bug them you'll start getting that the first ever native american stand up comedy series do it yeah and Boom. i love how there were um actual native comics sometimes they're just like and here's a llama <laughs> like what the that's not native american well it comes from south america <laughs> and it's indigenous to that area so that's all we could find how was it like for you you came to the first ever to taping and then you did your episode what was it like doing the show oh it was great it was great um i loved i loved uh, you have a great staff Thank They're you. really cool people. I don't know. I just met you, so I don't know. I'm still thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris might not be that Chris, great. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I like yeah. the shirt, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'll win you over eventually. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Chris is a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> slow burn. Yeah. Part two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I just wish there were more of them, you know. But it, how you brought all these different comics and stuff, I thought that was great, too. But I, I loved how there were uh, more native comics, which is just, I mean, the fact that they're coming from all over. And like I said before, just people would just be like, here's a chair. It's Native American. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's not Native American. Well, it, it's Redwood. <laughs> 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 and it's beautiful. And um, my grandfather said it was Cherokee. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. I'm glad you had a good time. So, yeah, it's um, Tabitha Bohannon, who is the festival director for LA Podfest. So she's been great as the production manager slash line producer, whatever you want to call it. She does everything. Mm-hmm. So thanks for doing the show, Shoshonia. Thanks for having me. Um, as I, We have two more tape days, April 13th and April 20th. The April 13th one is like a regular ticketed one. The April 20th one is at one, and it's a, a high school's there. So we, I can't sell tickets to the general public, but if you want to come to that one, just hit me up, email me on social media or whatever, and I'll put I'll put you on the list and you can come in. You'll comp in that shit? I'll comp the shit out of that bitch. <laughs> um, so two more tape days, April 13th and the 20th, out in the beautiful San Bernardino Valley College. And um, yeah, and then going on the road with Ron Placone, we're doing the Progressive Comedy Tour. May 9th, we're in Tempe, Arizona at the Improv. May 10th, we are in uh, Pennington's Pub in Lake Havasu. May 11th in Vegas. May 12th in San Diego. So see myself and Ron Placone, who's been on the show, doing some progressive comedy. If you're like, oh, I think Trump's great, or I I loved Hillary, this won't be the show for you. (laughs) Nope, nope. It might uh, might challenge your views a little. It's going to challenge. If you want to get your Mm -hmm. shit challenged, show up. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And um, if you like what's happening in Syria, if you're like, yes, we absolutely <laughs> should should be going to war there. Mm-hmm. And Tucker Carlson is the only person in the mainstream media calling this out. 
We live in fucking crazy. How did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> He's the one guy saying, hey, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, he'll get fired soon. <laughs> yeah, he will. Absolutely. The, the uh, deep state just made a phone call yeah. to Fox and said, mm. So um, uh, I do want to mention two conversations from the abyss. The uh, first season is, is still out. I'm working on the second season. Six out of the eight scripts are now written and will be in production in the next uh, month or so. And it got some really cool uh, episodes. It's kind of like I wanted to make a, an audio black mirror for like 15, 20 minutes it's at cool. a time. So uh, we'll be having uh, the next the next season is coming up. A lot of you have been emailing and say, hey, what's going on with it? It's it's coming, I promise. <laughs> so, <laughs> people get uh, impatient over free content. Yes, they do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thank you once again to Shoshone Livingston and Aaron Brungart on the Wheels of Steel at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. <laughs> My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. first.